Recorded live. I guess I did a little bit too soon. But hi, all. Guess too. Um, it is six seventeen, two thousand sixteen. Let me see if I can grab uh, Julie. I wonder if I can uh, stop this. Let's do. Can you hear me? Okay. <clears throat> Another one has uh oh just you 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 can hear me. I wonder how that works. Because I'm new to this. Um which is good that you can hear me. If I would stop the call and then restart it. Okay, I'm not sure how that would work because I don't want to mess up this call tonight. Julie, uh, she just posted in one of the uh, Skype rooms and hopefully she's going to be soon coming on. Guest two says, no, do not. No, do not what? End the call. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. Because I think then I'll have to... um, Aquila, who invited you? You're not invited. Yeah, that, anyhow, that's what I'm thinking. Um, if I end this call, then I'm, I'm guessing I will have to... I'm here. Oh, someone's here. Julie's here? Uh, Julie. I am here. <laughs> Julie is here. Hello, sweetheart. Hello. Um, I, can't, here. I, can't see who's, I can't see who's in the call or anything because I'm in the car on the phone, so... Okay, well, people who jumped on early, and I'm another one who jumped on early, and I am, I end up uh, starting the call. Okay. Is this but, Cheyenne? Yes. 
Okay, I recognize your voice. I just um call ID. Huh? Call ID. You just type in your phone number. I I've got somebody here who's gonna be on their own phone and we're gonna because uh, she's gonna be going one way, I'm gonna be going another. I'm helping her get on the call too. Beautiful. Three, I just wanted to touch on um how how you were making out, one, uh with the Bundy case, two, uh with the bill of orders, and three with void orders. Okay. Um Okay, well, but, so you guys are ready. Hold on, hold on. Uh, eight fifty-eight people. They're just now starting to join in. So if we can, okay, like chit chat for next three minutes, would yeah, be cool. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Hustle oh, there. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's, I I love this. I love this area. Um, I, but again, as last time I. I didn't bring all the right clothes for it because <laughs> being from Texas, I'm used to it just being, being so hot. Okay, whoever's not, I don't know hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, please, Shirley. Whoever is not talking, please mute out. It was an echo while she was speaking, so have respect. If you're not talking, please mute out. Sorry, Julie, go ahead. No, that's okay. Um, so um, I am a little unprepared, <laughs> but and and of course I had to pack and not know how long I'm going to be here. Um, so, but it's it's okay. We just go just go with the flow. So we'll be all right. <laughs> so, so how's the weather there? It's, it's stunning. It's stunning, and and it's so bizarre because the sun is out. Um, and then all of a sudden it's raining and the sun is out. And so that's kind of unusual. And uh, it's just beautiful. It's so green here and there's trees everywhere. And so when, when I got to, to central Texas, there's more trees and stuff, but I'm, I'm from, I'm from New Mexico and uh, the ugly part of New Mexico, (laughs) the very barren part of New Mexico. And then I moved to West Texas, and it's pretty flat. And so anytime I'm around in any area where there's trees and a lot of green stuff that the sun hasn't burned, it it, it just takes my breath away. So, oh my God, too. girl! Uh, oh my God, yeah. that's all I'm around is green. Oh, <laughs> where are you at? Uh, I'm on uh, right now. I'm on uh, New Jersey. I was from Pennsylvania. Oh. oh, I've been to Pennsylvania. It's beautiful. Yeah. Well, you know, when I moved, when I moved to, um, when I moved to Central Texas, I was pretty impressed because there were there was uh, trees, um, and we we drove by this one house, and I had the people take me around the block because I just couldn't believe that somebody had gotten up in their tree. And put flowers in there and had placed them perfectly. Yes. yes. They 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 made the block to see what I was talking about, and they're like, "That's a magnolia tree," and I was like, "No way!" <laughs> so I'm just not used to seeing it. So anyway, this is just beautiful here. I, I would move here, except there. Uh, this is also culturally, uh, it's extremely liberal area. So. 
uh, a lot of, although everybody is just wonderful, friendly, open, and accepting, uh, it's also just accept anything. So it's 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 very different. It's it's cultural shock, and it's it's just everything. But yeah, like last time I was here, um, I actually went to the beach one day. I'm standing there looking out at the beach, just like oh, it's so beautiful. And then you turn around the other way, and you're you're looking at the mountains. Like, uh, where did this happen? It's beautiful. It's amazing. It blows my mind. So, anyway. Oh, my. Yep. So, oh, my girl. And, you need to get out more. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Well, you, you know what surprises people is, is I'm really an introvert that has learned to act like an ex- extrovert. And if you're an introvert, um, you'll, you'll if you if you know a lot of introverts, you, sometimes you'll be very surprised. You'll think that they're an extrovert. I, I'm a really, hey, just get me home person. And um, so, yeah, I'm perfectly happy to be home. And uh, so, but I'll tell you this in Texas, when I spoke to my husband yesterday, it was like 105 there. And uh, so they're burning up and sweating. And literally, the, the sun is actually burning and that's what I'm used to but here you know I had on a I had on a jacket and was kind of shivering a little bit uh, just because I'm not used to this uh, but here and this this blows my mind because of the angle of the sun and the earth they actually do not get the proper vitamins from from the sun so that's one of the reasons why this area actually has it blows my mind, but um, they have a higher depression rate in this area. But there's, but because of that angle, they don't get the vitamins from the sun that I'm used to getting, and and they're very lacking in. So it's, it, you know, it's just uh, blows my mind the things that I, that that we don't know and take for granted, you know. But anyway, so there's a lot of different things here, but it, it, this place takes my breath away. It does. So anyway, I'm happy to be here. It's hard to be away from family. I've been here two weeks this time, and uh, make it out now. Family, huh? How are you making out now? Uh, well, you know, um, I've 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 had people. Or should uh, I just say an update? Yeah. Okay. Well. Uh, well, first I wanted to say because um, uh, I've had some people from these phone calls that have uh, gone to my PayPal uh, deal and, and donated $50 here and there. And awesome. um, it makes awesome. a tremendous difference because then I can go to the grocery store. And so so that has I, – I, I, I don't even know how to express my gratitude because, you know, I'm out here on a limb. And uh, so I, I, I am just so touched by – you know, and I, I suspect some of those people are on this call too. Um, Thank I, you, Jesus. I, yeah, I can't. I I can't tell you. Fifty dollars makes a huge difference. Um, you know, before we get back to the, uh, where I'm staying, we're going to swing by Walmart and get ink for for the printer. And you know, uh, that's how that's how I have the money to do that. So. You know, okay, Julie. Though, we're gonna have to yeah. talk about ink. You can you can do a refillable yeah. ink. We'll do that on the private side. 
Well, it's and it's, it's a heck have, of a lot cheaper. But go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, even if I did do that, um, I wouldn't have that here. But I, from what it, it sounds like, it's it's a pretty messy thing. But it, my. But anyway, what I'm saying is, um, you know, a, a fifty dollar <laughs> donation. You know, like people have been doing, it makes a huge difference. You know, I I just I don't want to just stand here and stammer and stutter. Just understand that, really, I, I'm speechless. I, I I just thank you guys so much. I want I also want to thank you people for for helping Julie out. Thank you, thank yeah. you, thank you. Well, it's it's almost like y'all are here with me. You know, um, be, because not everybody can be a goer. But all goers need a sender, you know? And so even though I'm – the reason I'm stammering over my words about it is because I'm, I'm just virtually speechless just with gratitude. So so thank you guys so much. So, so much. I hope it had to do with my calls. <laughs> I will. Not to put any ego out there, but uh. – Yeah, yeah. Well, and, 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 and by the way, and I, I want you guys to know, I don't understand why anybody wants to listen to me, okay? So I'm honored by that, too. But I have – I know. Uh, I don't get that either. <laughs> so, I know. I, I, you know, when I'm at my computer and I see, hey, Julie's on the call, and I'm like, why does anybody care that I'm here? I, I mean, it's like – uh wow okay but <laughs> but I went but this is what's really neat and I and, and I was telling Robin Z how grateful I am for for doing that on that first one uh because I just thought I was talking to her and we were just going and uh and people had asked me before to record and I said no 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 because this needs to be a live thing. Like I want them to be able to pick up on my passion, my energy, and for them to really absorb it. And it, I really need it to be interactive to kind of drive this teaching process. And and what Robin showed me by by what she did was that I can I can do that in this manner. And it's it's the the ability to reach more people and then listen, come in behind and listen. Uh, you know, that's just amazing. And so it's changed my whole perspective on how hard it's going to be to educate people. I've got in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, I have probably a list of, gosh, close to 100 people that are waiting for me to set up a uh, a uh, program but I was going to do it in person. And the reason that they're still waiting is because I've had people say, yeah, I'll organize it. See, in Oregon, I had somebody organize it, and I just came. I don't have time to organize them. So um, so then, then the organizer didn't organize there, so it's still sitting there waiting. But the fascinating thing is now is I can just say, hey, uh, you guys just sit there in your recliners and get on the call. So it answers a lot of problems you know, for me, and um, anyway, so, I, I mean, I'm grateful to you guys for a lot of things, <laughs> so you guys, y'all are giving back to me, too, so um, anyway, that's kind of, but okay, and I'll tell you, um, where we're at now, and I'm not sure how many of you, how many of you know, because I can't see who's in this room and or are on this call, but um uh, I am here in Oregon uh, to help Ryan Bundy, and uh, some of y'all know that they are they are resisting 
uh, him getting any help. And uh, so he's been trying to get me in uh, to counsel him and uh, in, in, in a confidential situation, which you can never be certain that it is, uh, which I, I won't go into all that. But, uh, but we're getting a lot of resistance from that. But um, I have got them to compromise on, uh, in, in some arenas. And currently, I'm waiting because there is a motion before the court for me to be allowed uh, 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 the privacy to um, come in as counsel uh, for Ryan. So finally, after seven weeks, the standby attorney has finally uh, um, gone ahead and typed up that motion. And we won't get into all that, but it's been very frustrating for Ryan and it shouldn't it shouldn't be seven eight weeks later but but god has God has perfect timing, so uh all this is happening for a reason, and um his will be done so anyway um uh we are getting ready to well um so the education that I have been doing with ryan um well, it started out with an hour and forty five minutes. And then it went to a 15-minute phone call. Now, it's hard to get started. It's hard to, you know, get much done in 15 minutes, which is their intention. And um, so, so the process is slow. But he's beginning to uh, kind of get the picture. And, you know, he has told me that all the people that have tried to tell him, uh, you know, over the years, it never made any sense. It never seemed right. And um, when I came in and started explaining to him, he said, everything is so clear and it just resonates in my spirit. And um, so that's how I've gotten, you know, here in Oregon. And he's asked, asked me to come back. So here I am. And um, we are, uh, we're fixing a, well, let me tell you what happened Wednesday in court. Um, I had given him, uh, I, I typed up a list of questions for him and I told him, you know, next time you're in front of the judge and, and if you want to, here you go, because it's all about administrating. Okay. Administrate yourself out of this. So one of his things is, well, I don't have control over anything. You know, nobody, you know, no, nobody's really doing what he's telling them to do. And so it's very frustrating, but, um, so anyway, and nobody's really telling him what he can ask and what he can't do, what you know, this, that, and the other. So um, anyway, I sat in the, the courtroom in that federal building all day Wednesday. There's this huge thing going on in front of us, and I'm taking notes furiously because I, I want to explain things to him and uh, with truth, okay? So uh, anyway, all of a sudden, because uh, it was kind of – they were getting kind of close to the end – and all of a sudden, Ryan popped up out of his chair, and he said, I have some administrative questions. And my heart stopped, and I knew he had my piece of paper in his hand. And, uh, oh, my God, he got off every one of those questions, and it's all on the record now. And it, it's just and, – and what happened – on these benches in the uh there was very few benches because they have to clear it out for all these attorneys and defendants 
And so it, um, I heard I heard people to my right and behind me, because I was on the front row, just gasp. <gasps> and I swear, I, you could feel it. it. It was almost like the whole time they never let their breath out. But the lady sitting to my right, she had no idea. She had no idea that was my piece of paper in his hand. And uh, she snapped her head to me and grabbed my hand. She said, oh, he's doing it. And I nearly fell over because, for me, that moment was like, it was like watching your your baby. And I, I don't mean to call him a baby, but in, in, in knowledge arena, he is, he is an infant, you know, with, with the truth, okay? Because these guys are very knowledgeable about the Constitution, okay? Um, but they're missing, a lot of, they're missing a lot of things outside of that. So, um, it, it, so he's new, so that makes him young. And um, anyway, it, it was like watching your, your little baby stand up, pull himself up on the, on the uh, coffee table, you know, and knowing, okay, you know, you know, I know he wants to pull himself up. And, and then watching him step out is like watching him let go of the coffee table and take his first step. You know, it's like, there's his second step. Oh, my God. There's his third and there's his fourth. And, and after this whole thing, and we were on our way back to the apartment, and I was just, I mean, I was just bouncing in the car, just so proud of him. Um, and I realized, I said, I said, he just stepped out of the boat. Like, he just stepped out in faith, stepped out of the boat to see if he could walk on water just for a minute. And he did. It, 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 it requires so much faith to only have, you know, uh, an hour and 45 minutes and then 15 minutes blurps here and there. You know, I talk to Ryan about every other day, sometimes every day. Um, he always, I've noticed a pattern. He never calls me um, on Saturday or Sunday. I think that's just his family values. I, I noticed that routine. So sometimes, you know, sometimes it'll be the third day um, if, if that's the weekend. So I talked to him quite a bit, but 15 minutes spurts. So trust me, when I say he stood up and, and started administrating for himself, um, it, it just took my breath away. It just, I'll never forget it. I'll never forget the trust that he's placed in my faith, in my knowledge, and his creator and I watched it with my own eyes and it was just something to behold you just had to see it happen and everybody was in in the in that section was just like (gasps) and they knew what he was doing they knew what he was doing and and then after that some of those defendants have been released so um so the people were directing them to me okay and so I asked, I said, well, do you understand what he just did? And the answer was no, but I know, I know it was something. And so I started educating them just with what little time we had. And their eyes are just huge. Like, what? What is going on here? Is this true? Is this real? And, you know, I had some people just tears in their eyes, you know, it, because it resonates. Because let me tell you guys something. 
Um, and I, I, I don't want to offend anybody, but, I, you know, I'm kind of into the truth. So if you came from heaven. That, that, that's what Jeremiah tells you, okay, in the Bible. You, he says, before I placed you in the belly, I knew thee. You guys, you came from heaven. You're immortal. You are immortal. Don't think I'm crazy. You are. You, you started out in heaven, and you came to the womb, and then you came in, onto land, okay? Uh, now, here's the thing, is you already know everything. You just got to remember, see, it God, it God, sent you, it God put you here, and he said, remember me in remembrance of me. Remember me. Don't forget me. Remember, remember, remember. Here's the thing that makes us different from Jesus. When he came here, he remembered. He knew what he was supposed to do, and he set out to do it. You already know everything. So when you hear the truth, it quickens you. Your brain is quickened in an instant. You recognize the truth because you already know it. You just got to pull it out of yourself. That's it. That's it. It's, it's really that simple. And you can do this. And you can understand all of this because you already know it. Just pull it out of yourself. It's already there. Anyway, um, I know you guys, you know, we had set this up uh, for a specific reason, but we kind of got on early and y'all just kind of let me let me talk. So now I've, I've, if, if you don't stop me, I will start preaching. <laughs> oh, Julie, so. you're fine. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Julie. Yeah. So anyway, I, I know other people will listen later. And, and so, it's, you know, I kind of want to get some extra stuff, you know, on, on the record. So anyway, um, okay. So what, what do y'all want to, what do y'all want to start with? Well, I wanted I wanted uh, to get you on the uh, call for um, uh, sending out the bill, mm-hmm. and you and you end up just saying copy basically what they send you. Uh, that's one and two void orders. If any one of them can you answer, I would I would be very happy. You have to yeah. Yeah. Um, hang on just a second. I've got to stick my head in here. Hey. Oh, you know what she's I, I doing? She's it. working with the firefighters oh. again. No. <laughs> no, 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 This is this is very different situation here. Um, no, I I I pace when I'm on the phone, and so I'm outside pacing, and I want. I know, and you go to the firefighters' <laughs> home. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, okay. Well, <laughs> you're funny. Um, the, uh, okay, so you guys, um, I, I'm going to proceed as if everybody knows. Um, Please don't don't do that because a lot of people don't know. Okay, all right, so let's go to the root of it. Every case, uh, every case has to have a bill, okay, because your case number is the alleged account number, okay? So when you call... Let's say you have a ticket, and do you have the? Okay, um, when when you when you call on let's say your ticket, just ask for the accounts receivable department. It's hysterical, but ask for the accounts receivable department. If you get somebody who's like we we don't have an accounts receivable department, then you can say, well, okay, when I mail this check in that I'm getting ready to write, because we always are ready to pay. Okay, that's 
very important. We'll come back to that. Um, he said, well, when I, when I uh, write this check that I'm about to pay uh, on this account number such and such and blah, 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 she says, oh, is that your case number? Well, yeah, yeah, that, that's the account number I'm calling about. So you say, well, well who, who's going to open that envelope and enter that check, that payment, into the computer? Oh, yeah, that, that, that's Linda. Okay, well, Linda's the one I want to talk to. She does y'all's accounts receivable. And, and th- this is a teaching process for them, too. Okay, then they're like, oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, let me send you over to Linda. She said, so Linda comes on the phone. You say, hey, Linda, um, I've got some questions before I can send this check-in. Are you, do you deal with accounts receivable? And she'll say yes. Okay, okay, okay Julie, can I stop you? Yeah. What, what yeah. is the difference between what you're talking about and risk manager? And the what? Risk manager, risk management. The risk management department? Is that what you're talking about? Do they do they yes. claim a risk yeah. management? Okay. Yes. Well, what that, is the difference okay. between paying your bill between what you just got done saying and that other department? Go ahead. Right. Okay. So here's the thing: is they'll call it a case number, and you're calling it account number. It's all about deception, because as long as they can keep you not knowing, then they can call it whatever they want. I have out of every morning. I get my coffee cup out, okay, and I make I pour coffee in there and creamer, and then I sit down and I get to work, okay. That's my coffee cup. But you might say, "Hey, where's your coffee mug?" You might call it a mug. I don't care what you call it, okay. Uh, it's still my coffee cup, uh, so it, it it doesn't matter. Risk management. What's the risk? What are you talking about? I want to talk to who do y'all give the checks to when they come in? Is that Linda? Yep, that'd be Linda. Okay, what department is she in? Well, she's in pick pick your nose department. Okay, well, then I want the pick your nose department. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's accounts receivable. She receives in the checks, and she puts them into the computer. That's accounts receivable. We all know that. That makes sense. Makes sense to me. Okay, <laughs> Cheyenne, did did you leave us? <laughs> I'm sorry, I walk away a lot of times. So I put the phone oh, on mute. <laughs> you're but go ahead. We, yes, but we, we, I don't know <laughs> who is speaking back to you. Uh, I, Jason here. Hi, Jason. Thank you so much for uh, keeping the call going on mm. as I walk away. Um, but, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so to me, it really doesn't matter. Um, that's the accounts receivable department. And every corporation has accounts payable and accounts receivable. Okay, and when you call and you know what you're talking about, even if that lady is, is used to telling people, well, I work in the risk management, so you're like, okay, uh, hi, Linda, this is Julie Embry. I was calling uh, for the accounts receivable department, is that you? And she says, well, this is the uh, risk management department. And you say, okay, can you describe to me what your department does? Well, we take the checks that come in and we put it in a computer. Okay, so you actually are the accounts receivable department then, right? 
why would why do y'all refer to that as risk management? What go, correct? I would make, like to make, ask, correct. Yeah. Why do they why do they do that? Correct. Yeah, yeah. So just ask her because if nothing else, she's going to sit there and go, yeah, yeah. Why do I work in the risk management department? This lady's right. I do work uh, in accounting. Apparently that I'm sorry to interrupt, but apparently that office is huge and it's more than what we know about. Right, right. Well, let me tell you the the history that I have. I've never, I never. And I you're getting like a, a you're getting like a um, uh, a southern. Um, I don't want to say echo. A southern. Um, Someone help me out. Never mind. Sorry, Julie. Go on. It's a southern accent. Thank you. (laughs) I thought, no, no, no. She knows that word. I was thinking, are we getting feedback? Am I echoing? (laughs) No, you're getting a nice... Yeah. Yeah, your voice has changed. Oh, it is. Not the voice, but the... uh, Never mind. Move on. So sometimes my my southern accent is stronger. Yes. Yeah. And it's nice. <laughs> oh, see, I love people with accents, but I never think of myself as having one. Well, you do. <laughs> I, should, I should talk to people in other parts of the country more, so that I can be the one that you that, do that people want to listen, read the telephone directory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get so, you know, you talk to you're like, oh, you could just read me the telephone directory. I'd be happy. Just, <laughs> so, yeah, I've always wanted to be that person, and today I am. <laughs> I'm the one with the accent. So anyway, um, but like I said, I you know, on on the phone calls that that I've made, I've never run into a risk management um, department. So no, they end up hiding that department, and why is that? It's all about deception. It's all well, about deception. That that's ex- why exactly, that's, but they hide that department so well, and that's why I end up adding earlier, two minutes ago, is there's more to that department than what yeah. we know about. Yeah, probably, oh, sure, there's a lot, lot more to everything that we don't know about. But um, but if you it, but if you know the things you need to know, you, you can you're going to get further faster. So, but here's the thing: is we all know that to be prosecuted, the prosecutor has to open the case. How is it when a traffic ticket, a, an officer who pulls you over, gives you a what they call a ticket? It's a charging instrument. Um, it, it, they automatically set up an account for you. Okay, so how is it that the witness is setting up a case? They can't. That's how you know, that's just another one of the ways you know this is not really a case, okay? This is really an account. And I don't know if Ken is on the phone, um, uh, but uh, uh, let me see. Maybe you can identify, as I'm not sure the, the name, but he, he can chime in and uh, if you can unmute him, let me pull up his phone number. Uh, because he he can tell you about making some of these phone calls. He'll be a three two three two four two. If you're able to see our phone number, do you see a phone number that ends in three two four two? Because sometimes it's nice to have somebody else 
you know, that that's what I call the verification process, by the way, is um, uh, anyway, if you're on the, if you're on this talk show, send me a text to my phone and uh, I'll let them know you're on here. So anyway, he may not be, but anyway, uh, I was going to tell you, you know, he Julie, that. Julie yeah. he's not on because his pin number's not working. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, so he has... Julie, everyone's okay. unmuted. Oh, everybody's unmuted. Okay, okay. I, di- I didn't know how all that works because I've never been on the administrative end, uh, which, by the way, thank you, Cheyenne, for doing that. Um, so anyway, then he's, then he's not on the call. But we've, we've done these phone calls. We've recorded them. Uh, you know, I, we, we should probably post some of those recordings of, of those phone calls being made. And it's very interesting, but let's go back to what I was telling you before I was asking if he was on the call, is um, that the the officer is not the victim, okay? He's the witness, okay? He can't the be witness, the witness. No, he cannot be the well, witness. I disagree no, no, no. with so, that. Right, 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 because there was nothing to witness. But, I, right. but, in, their, but in their scenario, he's the witness, okay? Well, here's the problem. If that's the case, and I mean take, if we're not talking about an account, the witness cannot open a case. A witness is a witness. That's it. Only the person harmed or injured can open the case. Now, a prosecutor can open a case for a plaintiff, okay? But here's, but here's the thing. In these scenarios, in traffic violations and stuff, what they call traffic violations, the witness opens the case. Why? Because he has, uh, his company has a contract with the prosecutor's office. So they just open up these cases. Okay, that's how you know, because that can't be done. That is verification that what is actually happening is an account is being opened. Now, when you call that accounts receivable and you start asking them, and you want to kind of ease into these things, kind of, you know, um, butter them up, right? I just have a few questions, you know, if you can help me to understand, you know, what happened. Uh, anyway, so once you get kind of start getting to chewing on the, on the meat of this thing, you say, well, how, this is what you can ask them. Well, how did this account get opened? Well, such and such in bloody blah, and you realize this happened on the side of the road. Okay, so that's when you're going to realize, oh, my God, this really is an accounting situation. All you have to do is balance their ledgers. That's it. That's it. But you know, I agree with that. But also I'm going to go back to the board. Uh, Yankee end up saying Carl says that his family got a letter from risk manager, management, offering to pay for the citizen Frank who harm allegedly alleged, allegedly his daughter? Oh, I'm sorry. Can you do that one more time? Julie, I'm going to start. This is Robin. A bill for you. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is Robin. I posted that. Okay, can okay. you read that, Robin? This management is a different entity. Like right. here, it's a statewide thing, and it and that's where they're basically insuring their citizens against harming other citizens. So Carl was saying on one of his calls that he got a letter from risk management 
offering to pay for the alleged damage that Frank did. So it's oh, not it's not oh. the same as, as what like Julie's talking about. Assistance. It's almost like a victim's assistance thing. Yeah. Is that what you're saying, yeah. Robin? That's what it oh, sounds like okay. to me, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. See, and you know what, Ben? Start using the heck out of that thing. Um, so when you give risk management, say, oh, my God, you're victim's assistant. And here's the thing is I really am the victim. Somebody opened up an account under my name, and, uh, you know, somebody's stolen my identity here. <laughs> I mean, look, these remedies are endless. As long as you can just think on your feet, these remedies are, are endless. So what I want you guys to do to educate yourself is to call and keep pushing until you get that accounts receivable person. How do you do that? Who gets the checks and enters my check number into that ledger that shows that I made this payment? Right. So and, I want to and what department is that? Right. And, and they, whatever they – but eventually you're going to get them to admit that, yes, you have the accounts receivable department or accounts – yeah, accounts receivable. So it, it's really – you know, it, it may take you 30 minutes of your time, and the bells are going to go off every time they answer one of your questions. So, um, yeah, that's an interesting thing because I, I, I didn't know that there was uh, uh, risk management departments out there calling and offering to pay people traffic tickets, but if I'm understanding that right, but that's great. No, it's, it's not really traffic tickets. It's, you know, it's for other real real crimes, you know, that, oh, that okay. where someone hurt a murder victim or, you know, something like that, and and. and and here in Alabama, anyway, it's a statewide thing because I've looked up okay. risk management. I've emailed them to ask them about um, if they insure their um, they they insure state employees, basically. And that makes sense in Texas. That that would that would be the same as uh, victims' assistance. Yeah, yeah. I, and they do good things. But that's but that is a separate entity from the courts. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, go ahead, uh, Robin. I'm gonna let you. You can. Can you talk about that for half a second? I got to mute for just a second. Uh, okay. I mean, I I really don't know much more about it than that. I just know that it's different than what Julie was talking about with the accounts receivable department for the court. Risk management is a totally different situation. Totally different function. So it really doesn't have anything to do with accounts receivable. I would just add thank you everyone for stopping by. And uh, Robin, can you put on. Julie's page to help her as far as donate for her to have food. You mean in the Skype group? Uh, no, on the um, talk show. Oh, oh, okay, gotcha. Thank you so much. I know that the people that have donated to her, it has helped her out with food. And I, again, I thank you. I thank you. Um, sorry, there. I'm, I'm outside and everybody's inside uh, doing a dinner thing. Uh, anyway, so I had I had to go in there for something. So 
Anyway, I had to mute because it's very loud in there. But anyway, um, yeah, okay, so that uh, that kind of took us off in another direction, which is cool because it kind of brings up something else. But, um, okay, so to bring it back bring it back in, did anybody have any questions about I, – I really do want to encourage you guys to um, – you don't even have to have a, quote, traffic violation to make that call and investigate what happened. Right. Um, so, but what I, what it shows you is it verifies that there is no case. Okay. Because a, a case has to be opened by a prosecutor. Okay. So even though we're using words like prosecutor and witness and whatever, we, we know these things are controversial. But the thing is, is that, you know, a witness can't open a case. Uh, uh, somebody can take a case to a prosecutor and the prosecutor can say, yes, we'll prosecute that for you. And then the defendant can, can say, no, we got we to gotta join the, uh, the true plaintiff, the true victim, bringing forward. So that kind of takes us in, into a whole other realm. But what I'm saying is, is that this is an accounting issue. Okay? So um, you don't have to have what they call a case. Or and what what we now know, and I, I say we as in me and my my people that that have made those phone calls and and have verified what I'm telling you, um, you don't even have to have an open account to call them and say now what happens? How is it that this case gets started? Who opens this account? Right? You don't have to tell them who you are. You don't have to give them an account number. You just start asking questions. If they ask you for a case number, say well no, it's not about a specific account. Uh, I'm just asking, you know, so that I have an understanding. So, you know, whether or not I have a count is, is not relevant. It's not case specific. I just have questions. So, anyway. Now, the um, you'll have to let me know if anybody has questions because I'm on my phone. Um, now, every every true case has to have a bill. That's, that's why understanding the billing process is so important is because when there is no bill, there's no case. And that's when you have a complaint. A claim requires a um, – I just got a – still popped up on my phone from Skype. Now, those I can see. Um, my, my PayPal is under J-U-L-E-S, as in Sam. 8840@gmail.com You can also go to my web page is is Julie Embry uh no it's just uh j u l i e e m b r y.com and there's a button for PayPal on there it says uh PayPal for such a time as this so um all cases all real cases are based on a bill that somebody refused to pay. A complaint is not based on a bill that somebody refused to pay. It's that simple. Because that's what makes a claim a claim. Is is somebody saying you owe and you didn't pay, you refused to pay. You didn't acknowledge it. So a, a bill is a claim. A claim is a bill. That's that's why when you when you write out these claims, you have to ask for relief. Because it's all about money. So that's why it's important for you guys to understand the power of a bill and charging people. 
like what I was telling Jason when I uh, spoke to him very briefly today um, on the phone is, um, what was it I was telling Jason? Uh, make your bills look legitimate, okay? Once you put in a bill, it, you, we all know about how, how cross-multiplication works, right? They just cancel each other out, okay? Um, so a positive and a negative and a negative and a negative. So it, that's all this is, is positives and negatives and, and crossing things out. So if you say that I owe $700, and I say, no, you owe me $700. we got to wash, okay? Unless you can't verify yours, then you really owe me $700. It's, it, it, all comes down to, it all comes down to a number with a dollar sign in front of it. it it's that simple. Now, something I did point out that um, is, is very important when I was talking to Jason, and I said, oh, I need to get this on one of my calls. So, um, so let me... Let me explain, because part of the billing process is also the order forms, okay? My order forms look just like my bills, except for it, it, up at the top right-hand corner, it says order form, okay? So they are so powerful. This, now, um, here's the thing is when I'm helping people with their cases, I'm helping them after the fact, right? But here's the thing. When I, went, when I got snatched out of the courtroom, and held for 72 hours, I came out with four charges against me. They, they just made up. All, all I did was ask a question uh, four times the same question because it didn't get answered, okay? And uh, so, but here's the thing. Once they hauled me out of there, now several things happened, and it's very important that you lay your groundwork early, okay? And so one of the problems of overcoming this after the fact when you guys come to me for help, some steps were missed, okay? So it's going to function a little bit differently. But, but here's the thing. When they, when they took me in there, they snatched me. I didn't, they didn't grab my purse and bring it with me. So there was no ID on me, nothing. They said, what's your name? I don't have a name. Uh, why would I give you a name? What are you going to give me? Uh, they said, well, where, where are you from? I'm from heaven. Uh, well, where do you live? I live right here. No, you don't live here. I said, yes, I do live here. I am living and I am here. I can never be there. I am always here. Here is where I live at all times. So I started hammering away, just chiseling immediately. I mean, just immediately at them. Give me the charging instrument. Um, I, wish to, I wish to remedy this alleged debt. Okay, I, I just I just kept going and going and going at them. Now the only reason that I ever got processed is because my husband panicked because I have problems with my heart, and uh, anyway he he wanted to make sure that you know that they were aware and didn't give me a heart attack and <laughs> uh, some other things. But anyway, so they they finally come in. They figured out who I am. Which is a little bit of a surprise to me, but they held the paperwork where they could, where they were showing me without showing me. Hey, we figured out who you are. Uh, and they said we spoke to your husband. I said I don't have a husband. Who did you speak to? Well, he said he's your husband. And I said who would say they're my husband? I don't have a husband. Because see, husband is a legal word. 
believe it or not. They've turned it into a legal word. Okay. So I said, um, so they said, Gordon, and I said, okay, well, uh, he's not my husband. He's my Lord. And that's the truth. He owns me. Okay. And I, so I kept denying that that was my husband. I have, my, I have a Lord. His name is Gordon. Well, what's his last name? I said, I don't know. I mean, he goes by a lot of things. Sometimes I call him honey. Sometimes I call him babe. So all of this stuff just got stacked up, stacked up, stacked up. Okay. So now they want to process me. And um, uh, so now they're forcing me to sign pieces of paper. So, and they were getting very impatient with me because my signature in that situation is a very long and lengthy thing. So first I would write underneath where I was going to sign because as soon as you lift your pen up from your signature, you're done. You can't add anything else. Okay. So I wrote underneath where I was going to have to put my name. I wrote woman, all rights reserved, uh, exempt from levy. And then before my name, I put uh, authorized agent. I wrote that above where I was going to sign my name. I put by authorized agent. Uh, no, I put authorized agent, and then I put by colon, and then and then put put my name. Okay. So throughout the process, I covered every base. I told you I'm a woman. You can't prosecute me. Okay. I told you I'm exempt from levy. You cannot do what you're going to do. Now, this is why I'm going to go and I'm going to collect on the bill that I sent to the sheriff. Okay. So. Anyway, when I get out, they've created four charges against me, okay? Two days later, I'm sending the prosecutor my first letter, okay? And then I sat back and waited. He sent me something, and it said, you have to do this with your time, uh, this, this many hours. Hey, you gotta, uh, you got to give this much of your service. you got to sit in the class for this many hours. You uh, have to pay this much money to a charity. You have to uh, pay this much money to this corporation over here and blah, blah, whatever. And you have five days to set these things up. So I sat down with a pen and piece of paper. Now, I typed these, but it's still ink and paper, okay? Um, and I said, don't you dare threaten me. Because it said, if you blah, 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 then I will blah, blah. So I point out to him, I, I attach an overview of, of uh, Title, I think it's 14, uh, in Texas, uh, extortion law. And uh, I just laid it out. I was like, hey, you're subject to that. I'm not, but you're subject to, to the extortion laws. And don't you ever threaten me. And I said, and you have five days to file any charges that you want to file. Get them filed and get me a bill. You got five days to do it. And okay. Nothing, okay. Hap- nothing happened. Can so I stop you? Thing. Can I stop yeah. you for a second? On the chat, uh, M. Grover asked, mm-hmm. why would you use non-assumption? And why would you sign as an agent? They would look over agent for the name. Agents are liable. And that's okay, because here's the thing. Like when I signed the bill that I sent to the sheriff in Oregon, in Portland, in the the sheriff, I signed my name, authorized agent. Okay, on Ryan Bundy's bill. Why? Because he told me to do it. Okay, that makes me authorized, and I am his agent. Okay, and here's the thing. 
is that if a corporation does something bad, you can't arrest an agent of it. Now, if that agent does something bad, then you can arrest the agent for the agent's own actions. Okay, but you can't you can't snatch my husband who's an authorized agent of me because you don't like something I did. Okay? And our bodies really are exempt from levy. Your mind, body, and spirit is exempt from levy. Okay, that's why they dehumanize you and call you inmate. Which, by the way, any piece of paper that they demanded that I sign that had inmate on it or anything like that, I, I marked those things out. Okay, they didn't like it, but they didn't have any choice. I'm like, you'll break my hand. I don't care. Uh, but here's it. And they even said, well, we need you to sign this. I was like, well, this, what is this? Well, it says that you have been given, you know, uh, these five items and that you've inspected them and uh, whatever. And I'm like, well, you want me to? You want me to sign something and say that I've inspected it, that it meets my um, meets my uh, expectations or whatever when I haven't even seen it. I said that's fraud. That's okay. fraud. Okay, are you exactly? I, and I really hate to interrupt you again, but for no. the newbies, what is the difference between agent, agent to principal, principal to agent? I hate to do that to you. I, no, 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 I no, no, no. so hate to do that to you. No, no, no. Don't, 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 don't worry about that. Um, I, I want to answer questions. Um, unfortunately, I just can't see them. So you know. Um, but it, it, look, you can call a coffee mug a coffee cup. You can call it a, a dog a pet. It doesn't matter. There's all these names, and they mean the same thing. Okay. Okay. Hold on. So, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me quick read the chat. And then I'll let you go. Uh, you sign on an assumption. Uh, lady, you sign your rights away by signing by an agent. Does an agent need to have a license by an agent or some kind of some kind of agent in order as a man can hold man de- demanding the order liable? And okay, that, they're that, telling us to wake up, ladies. So much misinformation on this call. Look, yep. here's the thing: when when somebody authorizes you to do something, you can do it for them. That's common sense. So all these legal words, to me, they don't mean anything. You tell me to type a piece of paper and to sign it for you because you're unable to sign it. And I sign it. It is it is authority. Okay? So all these things like assumptive and all, all it says, these are legal words. That's those those are for their society. Okay? So they don't mean anything to me. Okay? You ask me to sign this because you don't have any arms? You bet I'm gonna sign it. I don't care what it says. Okay, I'll sign it. My signature is your signature because you told me to sign it. Okay, so when I build the sheriff here in Portland, he really owes Ryan now. He really does. There's a, there is a record that he has been billed and that he remained silent. So if you don't understand that everything comes down to the almighty dollar, 
there must be a bill on the record. Okay? So that's just that's just a simple fact. If you don't believe me, go read. Go read on on uh, one of the best ones, and I got reminded of it uh, uh, the other day, is the Lufkin case in Tyler, Texas, okay, because they challenged all this stuff. And the Supreme Court uh, said, yep, every case is, uh, is about money. Now, I'm paraphrasing that. But um, uh, it's all right there in black and white. You just got to read it. You just have to read it. So there has to be a bill. Here's the thing is that, that there is no bill in any of these situations. You look at the indictment papers on the Bundy case, and in Nevada, it's 63 pages long. It's just a narrative, and, and, it's, and, and it's typed up by the prosecutor, okay? It means nothing. On the back page, on page 63, it will say in all caps, a true bill. There's no dollar amounts on there. There's no you owe $10,000 for this. You owe a million dollars for that. None of it. It's not there. It's not there. Correct. So there is no correct. case. So, there is correct. no claim. Correct. So what, correct, Julie. So what actually is a bill? A bill. Look, that's funny because because uh, you wouldn't believe how, how long I have to spend sometimes with people asking, well, what is a bill? A bill looks just like, it looks just like the one from your utility company, okay? It looks just like the one on your cell phone bill. Now, those are actually, those are actually statements. They're not bills, okay? That's why, that's why the negatives aren't there. And uh, it, so you, you, everything is backwards. So when you see a positive, you're like, oh, awesome, I overpaid last month, okay? Okay, so, so what now, is the positive? Now hold on, hold on, hold on. What's the positive? Well, a positive is money received in. Okay, so here's the thing: you can't. Okay, if I send out a bill and I say you owe a million dollars, well, then it's going to be a negative one million. That's what you owe. You're in. You're in the red, sir. Get back in the black. Get back to a black zero dot zero zero. Okay, that's a balanced ledger. Okay, so when you but everything with them is opposite. See that? See, yeah, because it, they have two what books. They taught you, right? They have well, two it's, books. It's, well, it's 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 the knowledge that's opposite. Okay, when you get a um, when you get a bill from from your electric company and it's a positive number, that's what they owe you. And I know that's hard for people to understand, but but once you once you understand that your credit pays for everything. Okay, okay so back, what is a positive? For the okay, new so callers. A positive number, a yes, positive what is, number, a positive is, number? is a credit. A positive number is a credit. What does that look like? Okay, think about your checkbook ledger. Now, a lot of us don't even balance our checkbooks anymore because we get this live stream uh, that's current up to the moment, so we don't even bother. We don't write a lot of checks, so you don't see people sitting around balancing their checkbook anymore. But here's the thing. When you put a number, a deposit in, it goes in the columns uh, underneath. If you look up at the top of, of your uh, ledger, it shows positive. That's where you put it is in that column. Now, when you write a check for $100, then it goes under the negative column. Everything is positive and negative. Debt is debit, and debt is negative. And and 
income. That, that would also be your left and right. Mm-hmm. Your left yeah. is a jab. Your right is, is the crudler. Mm-hmm. So it's all, it all comes down to positive and negative. It all comes down to the, the negatives are the debt, are the debit. The positives are the income and the deposit. Okay, and, and all accounts have to balance, just like your checkbook. Well, they're supposed to uh, balance the books every day. Right. Okay. So and how about- how hold on hold on how do they not balance the books when the people don't know how to do the set off or? Okay. Let me let me answer that question. That okay because you're dealing with a municipal corporation. Okay. Now they do not use double entry ledger accounting system. So there is no debit. It's all credit to them. That's how a municipal corporation operates because they're all donations. Okay? So uh, the only double ledger entries that they're using is, okay, we got it. We got, let's say it's a church. That's a municipal corporation. Okay? Um, the place where you make your car payments to, dig into it and see that they're a uh, municipal corporation. Here's the thing: is a church receives an electric bill, okay? They're going to put it in accounts payable, okay? So now it's going to show a negative hundred, okay? Negative one hundred. That's what they owe. Now they're going to write a check for a hundred dollars. Boom. They cancel each other out. You got a positive and a negative, and now you got a zero ledger. Okay? So, so, um, okay. Same thing with your checkbook. Everything is balanceable. Okay? Now, they, these, these uh, municipal corporations are going to use the double uh, entry uh, accounting if they're going to use it for when they receive in that electric bill and when they pay the electric bill, okay? So, and, and not, not every ledger is balanced at the end of each day. No, 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 no. But they all eventually have to be balanced, okay? So your checkbook isn't balanced until you sit down and balance the checkbook. Okay, so, and that's done at the end of the month or, or whatever, whatever period that they do that. So, but, but here's the thing. On these debts that they allege that you owe, there is no debit. There, there's nothing. There's only single entry accounting being done. Why? Okay, look at this. If you go to if you go to Dillard's and you you buy this fancy pair of boots, three hundred dollars. Okay. Now you will walk away. You're going to tell. Okay, just charge it. Okay. So you're going to get a um, a their ledger will show that three hundred dollars went out, and that they're waiting for the three hundred to come in. Okay, now here's the thing. Here's the it's the same scenario with these municipal corporations, except you didn't get the boots, but there is a debit. Okay, they're claiming that there's a debit. I should say they're claiming there's a debit, but there really isn't. So what they have, they created it. You didn't create it. They did. So now they need you to give them the three hundred dollars. Okay, to balance their ledger. But all it is 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 a, is, is a single ledger 
because all they can prove is that they're expecting 300 to come in. It's almost like it's almost like somebody doing a charity drive. Okay, we got a, a million dollars in pledges, so they've got that record. And they'll say, well, Julie Embry said she would that she pledged a hundred dollars. So you know what they're going to do? They're going to start calling me every week and say, hey, you pledged a hundred dollars. The state troopers do it to me all the time. Hey, the last couple of years you've you know gave this much money, and do you want to give it? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll I'll donate a hundred dollars. And then they then they call me. They say, hey, you pledged this. It's time to pay. And I may tell them, oh, call me next week, um, and I'll take care of that. Do you see what's happening? Is that they're claiming that I owe something based on a pledge. Same thing as when they pull you over on the side of the road and you hand them your card. You're telling them, put it on my account. He's opening up a ledger on you right that second on the side of the road. But you didn't get the boots. What did you get? Right? Everything, everything with this contract stuff is equal substance. Okay, I'll give you the 300 but you've got to show me what you gave me. Which, let's say that you, that you hit somebody's car and their car has depreciated $300. Well, that's what you got because that's what you did. Okay? So now you owe $300 and that's legitimate and they can prove it. So you pay it. And that's balance too. So is there, I, I don't know, is there somebody else wants to, or you want me to keep going? I, I was, if you want, I'll go back to the scenario of why I had less problems than people that I help after the fact, like Jason. Yeah, I wanted to do that. Okay, all right. So back to that scenario is there's there's actually... He gave me five days, and I gave him five days to file the bill, right? File your charges. That means tender me the bill, and I told him tender me the bill within five days or and in, in different verbiage, uh, I told him, or, or shut up and forever hold your peace. Because they believe that these time frames actually bind them, he couldn't do anything after five days. Cause he, couldn't, he couldn't prove a case in five days. He couldn't verify it because I told him, you put those charges on the book, within five days and verify it according to Title 15, and I'll pay it. But if it's not on those books in five days, then you forever hold your peace. And that was you, that verbiage was cease and desist. Now he knows that I know that's an account number because it says re- regarding alleged account number, that's his first sign that I know what's going on. Second thing is I said tender the bill within five days or cease and desist immediately. So, but here's the thing is when he goes back and he looks at, well, what do, what do we have on her? I'm going to have to prove a contract. So he pulls up every piece of paper, I'm assuming, that I filled out while they had, had me kidnapped and holding me hostage. Um, and everything is signed. He's got nothing. He's got nothing. I've marked through uh, uh, inmate. I have, I have marked through you name it, and I have put on there that all my rights are reserved, okay? So I think in that comment that you read me last, they had said, you surrender your rights. No, I reserve them. 
okay, for me to surrender my rights, for anybody to come and say that I've surrendered my right to anything, you better show me on paper with my wet signature where I did that. Because if you believe, I don't know what the name of the person was that, that put that question up, and thank you, by the way, it, it, the, the, the thing is, if you actually believe somebody can take your right, well, they can. But I know nobody can take right from me. That would be wrong. And everything comes down to right and wrong. It's, it's that simple. So if you actually believe that your right can be surrendered, then it can. For you in your world, it can. Once you realize God gave you right and wrong, it's embedded in you. Nobody can take it. Nobody can take your right. Nobody. They can trespass on it, but they can't take it. And I'm sure as heck not going to surrender it to you. It's not even mine to give. It's not even mine to give. It's from my creator. He gave it to me. That's something I'm not going to re-gift. So what I'm saying is, the uh, there was absolutely no way without him proving a double entry uh, accounting system. There's no way that he could tell the court that I refused to pay a bill and that he could verify it, and therefore I would owe it. And when I sent him that order form and said, hey, if you want to order me to pay $200 to a charity, when I've already donated, not that it's any of your business, but I've already donated 1500 uh, up to this point this year, uh, or, or no, 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 it was the previous year because this was January. Um, uh, if you're going to tell me that I have to give $200 of my financial property to a charity, I charge you $2,000 to order me to do it. So you give me $2,000, and I'll take 200 of it, and I'll give it to the charity of your choice. But you don't administrate my financial property. That would be wrong, and I insist you be right. Same thing with you want me to do eight hours in a class. You want me to drive six hours to attend a class for eight hours, and you want me to pay for that? Okay. I'll do that as soon as you pay me for this many dollars an hour and you're asking for eight. Okay. Well, I charge this much per hour to do something I don't want to do. It's a very high rate. Okay. So whatever you're going to demand of me, and if you'll read that Luskin case, you'll see all the case, all the case history. Uh, you can read the other cases that support exactly what I'm saying. Go do some research on what, on what the dollar value for just one day is for false imprisonment. So my little, my little you know, dollar amount, um, you know, that's nothing compared to what I could charge them. But uh, this, this stuff is real, people. It's real. If, if you don't sit down and, and read a little bit, sure, it's going to sound crazy. You're going to be like, that girl is crazy. But here's the thing is, you either wake up or, or you, just, you just continue sucking your thumb uh, and, and sleeping like a baby. It, it, I, I can't force people to wake up, but if you can't take the time 
to read where the Supreme Court tells you repeatedly all cases are debt-related. So if, if you can't take a few minutes to read that, it, I, I, don't, I don't know how to help you. I really don't. I mean, that's the highest court, so, you know, I... I don't, you know, these, these people who don't understand that it's all based on a debt. Somebody's saying you owe something. So just tell them this uh, conditional acceptance, um, I agree to pay upon your production of such and such bloody blah, and that is verification. Prove I owe it so that I can pay it. <laughs> so, and I, I want you to do it quickly because I love paying bills. If I owe it, I can't wait to pay it. Exactly. Because um, I, I feel good when I pay a debt I owe. I feel good. I'm like, oh, that's off my back. Who doesn't? <laughs> so let's don't, let's don't play games. And you just come out and say how much it is that I owe you and, and prove it. Because I know I don't owe you. You're saying somebody's saying that somebody said to them that you owe that somebody. Think about what I'm saying. Somebody told somebody that you owe that first somebody. Well, that second somebody is the one who's persecuting you. Now, he likes to be called a prosecutor. Okay? So just say, hey, that's great. That's great. Somebody says I owe him. Who is it? So I can pay him. Just just come forth. Bring your claim, which is a bill, a true bill, and I'm going to pay it. Staple your verification to the bill, put the bill on the front. I'm gonna I'm gonna look at everybody's claim. Just show up to my house, bring the bill. I should be able to lift the bill up and see all the verification that I owe it. And then I'll write you a check and pay it. So there so there is no controversy. Because okay. I uh, uh, no, there, there, no, exactly. There you're correct on that. But in reality what would be the true bill on a mortgage or a tax certificate, meaning okay, well, let, let property me, tax? Okay, okay let, let me, I'm going to have you ask that question again because, because I had to shake my head when you started out the question with in reality. Okay, like we're discussing reality here. So you're talking about in, in not reality. Because here's the thing, there are no mortgages. Okay, there aren't any mortgages. And and if you if you go to my wall, I've I've posted the proof for you guys. Okay, that takes me back to the story, not only about these charges. Okay, that those don't exist either. Okay, look at the car situation. So all I did was I fill out an affidavit and I say, hey, uh, I think you owe me. I believe you owe me this much money and uh, I believe that there is no mortgage on this car and but nonetheless I'm offering to pay you if you can prove it that was my first letter basically I mean there's more to it but that's basically the gist of my letter and I gave them some very specific things to do and I said and if you refuse or fail to verify this debt then speak now or forever hold your peace you either verify it or you're not getting another penny from me. Because if you're receiving my payments in as charitable donations, let me tell you, 
uh, I'm not feeling charitable anymore. So you prove this. It's your claim that I owe you $7,747. Now prove it, and I'll write you a check for the whole thing. Now, here's the thing. Did I have $8,000 to write a check? No. But I knew that the car had been paid for the day I took lawful possession of it. This is what I'm saying. Your Social Security number is not a Social Security number. It is your EIN number. Okay, look at when you ask a company, okay, what's the EIN number? Okay, well, nobody wants to give that out because that's the the president's Social Security number. Okay, the guy who used to own that before he turned it into a corporation. Okay, that's what he thinks his Social Security number is. Okay, so these are EIN numbers. Now, they, when you see an EIN number, if you ask them, well, what does EIN stand for? They'll say employer identification number. Right. So, Isn't that right. EIN 8? Well, here's the thing. It's not. Your Social Security number is your EIN number. Okay? It's the key to your corporation's credit account. You have an account. And that's where they your, end up double dipping. Well, yeah. And that, that account is held unbeknownst to you at mm-hmm. the United States Treasury. Okay? It's called your credit. So mm-hmm. here's the thing. That's your credit account. That's where all of the positive numbers are. Okay? Mm-hmm. So here's the thing is EIN is really exemption identification number. Okay? But actually, actually it's a W-8 B-E-N. W-A-B-E-N, is that what you said? I think so. Okay. Here, Actually, I was thing. just looking at that today. Well, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. The treasuries where your credit's held, okay? Here, right. Here's what happens is you sign a promissory note. It will say something like this, I promise to pay, Right? Right. So they take that promissory note, which is a negotiable instrument, right. and they monetize it. How do they monetize it? They take it to the U.S. Treasury within 72 hours. That alleged They take it to the window, yes. Cured. Yes. yes. It is, that is cured. So now you right. have in consideration of it's cured. Once something is cured, it's over. It's Sunday. paid. Well, right. Right. It's just like, well, I had cancer. I got cured. Well, do you have cancer right. now? Nope. I was cured. Okay? So that's what cured means, and it gets cured. Okay? Now, your wet signature is gone forever. Okay? They're never going to bring that out again. Okay? You only had to pay. Oh, no, there, no, no, no. I just screwed that up. Hello? I just screwed that up. What happened? I guess three. I'm still here. Yes, keep going, Julie. I don't know what happened. Okay. I don't. I don't know what she was referring to. Um, okay, Julie. What I was saying is that they end up constantly sell your signature on Wall Street. Right. Okay. Okay. That's what's called monetizing, and they do it with counterfeits. They don't do it with your wet signature. Okay, they do it with counterfeits. But here's, mm-hmm. the, here's the thing, is if, if anybody actually buys it, 
okay, then they can come and say, well, you owe me. Say, great, show me where you bought it, okay? But here's the thing is, is that is an interloper. You've got to uh, interloper. People can people always correct me. I'm from Texas, so I get to say interloper, interlooper. <laughs> so anyway, um, they're not the original, okay? And not only that, when you deal with that, the first company, you say, well, okay, but the second part of this contract or this alleged contract says that you're going to give me $20,000, but you didn't. See, it's the $20,000 that they show on that alleged contract, on that real promissory note. It, it says that they're going to give you 20000 but they don't. They're in default. And when you point that out, that's what those payments are supposed to go to, is that cash disbursement from them. But they don't have cash. They don't have, uh, they don't have money. They don't have cash, and they don't have credit. So you ask them, whose credit paid for that car that day? Well, it was your credit. You have to understand, read, read about banks. Start educating yourself about what you think a bank is. You're the bank, Chase, and Wells Fargo. Those are the depositories. Go, go through the drive through lane. See that metal box? It says this depository is closed from such and such time to such and such time. Do you think it's talking about that metal box? Uh, hello, no. Just because it says Wells Fargo Bank doesn't make it a bank. Just like the United States, um, whatever, doesn't make it the United States whatever. Okay, I, I, I can name my salon the United States Hair Salon, but that doesn't make it what it says. It doesn't. You're the bank. If you'll do any research on 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 banking, you'll see that the name of the bank goes in the top left hand corner of your check. Hello, that's your name. You're the I bank. I have a question. Only people, only man, only living people can have can be a bank, can have money. That's why these banks can't have money. Now they can they can hold yours and wait for your instructions as to what to do with it. What I'm sorry, Jason. No, I have a question, um, if I may. Yeah. I mean, okay. I think that's Jason. <laughs> no, but close. Um, I have a question in reference to the car thing. So if you're buying a car from Ford and I walk into the Ford dealership. Is this, is this Brent? Yes. <laughs> Hi, sweetheart. <laughs> that's what I, I thought for a second. I was like, that's not you. Okay, go ahead. What was I know, Brent. <laughs> hey, Jason. So if I'm buying a, a car from the Ford dealership and I walk into the Ford dealership and I say I want to buy that car, Ford doesn't actually sell me the car because for them to actually That's claim damage, there would have to be something equal value lost by them. But they go to the bank and they say, we have to find you a bank that will work with you. So the bank then goes, like you're saying, and takes my um, Social Security card and takes the money out already so that they can pay for it for the car, and then I begin to deal with the bank? Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah, basically. Basically. Here, but here's, here's the thing, is that, is that that company is not even on this alleged contract, okay? Because let me tell you who gets the money. If you buy it from Ford, Ford gets paid, mm-hmm. okay? And then they will hand it off to, let's say, something confusing like Ford auto financing right it's it's all it's all a game it's not real okay that's not a bank and that institution 
neither Ford nor Ford Auto Finance has credit. They don't have credit. They don't have money. All they can deal in is negotiable instruments. That's it. So when you say, wait a minute, my credit paid for this, that's the end of the game right there is where the credit come from. If it came from you, show me the source. Show me the ledger where you had this credit coming in, and then I withdrew it, and it came to me. Yeah, so if I'm understanding you correctly, the day I buy the car and I shake the guy's hand and he says, let's go find you a bank, and we find somebody that will do business, they actually pay Ford for the car, so the payment has been made in full. Ford can't claim damages anymore because they've already been paid. They now have I'm been paid. Business with a third party, so at any time I can tell that third party, what do I owe you? And they can't say yeah. I owe anything. Yeah, they and they money. can't say... That's right. They can't say that you owe them any money because they didn't pay for the for the debt because there was no debt to begin with. Because because your credit, all that company did was access your credit account for you. Okay? Because you don't know how to access your account at the United States Treasury. Now, just to be clear, the routing number is on the back in red on the back of your Social Security uh, card, and your account number is your Social Security number without the dashes, okay? So that's how they get into that account, okay? So the card is paid for. Now all we have to, from your, from your credit, your, the source of the credit is your credit because let me tell you guys this again because we haven't done it on this call. The Constitution says you must pay all debt with gold and silver. Okay, all the gold and silver was taken away, and now they said, okay, now you have to discharge your debt. So what they did was they were forced to come up with a new system. We'll give everybody credit. Everything is to be paid for with credit, not gold and silver. So when I say credit, you might as well be, might as well be thinking gold and silver, okay, because that's what you had to pay your debts with now, okay? So, uh, so your credit pays for everything except for, let's say, I give you a haircut. Well, you have you've got to give me something of equal substance, okay? You either need to go to the grocery store and bring me groceries, or you can give me those worthless Federal Reserve notes, whatever, okay? But there has to be equal substance, okay? But but everything is paid for by credit. So where's the source of the credit that paid for the car? This entity here accessed your credit, applied it to that car. Wonderful. Great. That's done. I wrote a check for it from my account at the Treasury. Okay. So now the only thing left is what am I making payments to? Oh, you claim that you gave me $20,000. Okay, and I claim that I never received the $20,000. So you show me where you gave me $20,000, show me your books where $20,000 in cash went out of your account and came to me. Well, investigate these things that you think of as banks, and you'll see that they can't loan out people's money. They, don't, they can't have any money. Okay, so 
I know you didn't give me the 20000 I know you couldn't have. And as the source of the truth, I can tell you that I never received the $20,000. Plus, I know that you don't have $20,000 to give me, ever. Okay? It's impossible for you to give me $20,000. So, case is closed. I don't need to make payments on that $20,000. Enough said. And the second letter wiped them out of the game completely. And they said, oh, my God, you're right. We didn't. And you don't owe us anything. So does that work on the mortgage, too, because the bank is that, creating out of nothing? It's, it's the same scenario. You see, people think of, uh, of these car payments as car payments because that's what they want you to call them so that you'll think that you're making payments on the car. Okay, but it's a lien. It is a mortgage. It's no different than your house, your RV, your boat. It doesn't matter. There are no mortgages. Once you know how to challenge them, here's, what, here's the funny thing is, is that at the end, at the end of this process, they are going to determine that you don't owe them. That's going to be their determination. I didn't tell them, no, by God, I don't owe you. How this story ended is they said, they waved the white flag. Oh, my God, you don't owe us. And they took it off because it never existed. The only way it exists is if they make me think it does. Then, because they make me think it does, they don't have to verify it. They don't have to prove it. If, if, that's what I'm saying. Whatever you believe is reality. If you believe that you owe $8,000 on that car, then you do, because you'll make those payments. But if, if, but if you investigate and learn and understand then it's very simple to say, hmm, I'm going to need you to prove that. And, and, and it's checkmate. It's the so same thing with those charges. It doesn't matter what kind of charges we're talking about. So you're saying on the mortgage, when the bank actually takes and pays the realtor or whoever, the homeowner, again, they're just taking money from me already and then telling exactly. me that I yeah, yeah. So they, they take the money from your account at the Treasury, and then they start making demands of your – because that's your private account, meaning secret. Okay? Your public account is at the depository called Wells Fargo or Chase. Okay? So now they want to take it from your uh, public account. Okay? So they, they, they want it as many times as they can get it. Why? Where's the money going to go? When you make payments from your private, I mean, from your public uh, uh, account, okay, that goes to pay that corporation's debt. Does that make sense? That's why they need you to pay it again. And pay attention when you start challenging it and they say, well, you have to repay this. Well, re means again and pay means, means to pay. Okay, it's just simple. That, that right there tells you you've already paid it. It's already been paid. That's why they want you to repay it. No, by God, I'm going to pay it once. I gave you a promissory note that day, and a check from your checkbook is just a promissory note. I don't know how we – I'm not sure how – because I, I can do that. I, I can let one thing lead me to another, but um, it, it, we're, still in, we're still in a different way discussing bills. Because you, you need to understand that this is how 
they get what they want from you. Now, how do you make them stop? By reverse engineering and sending them a bill and saying, no, you owe me. It, it's simple, really. It, because of the simplicity of it, people stumble over it, and they, they just can't get it. They have to hear it over and over and over because it's so well, simple. Surely, surely mm-hmm. they're just double-dipping. Well, I suspect they're doing more than double-dipping. You understand that when exactly. you fill out, because when you fill out the application, you also fill out a promissory note then, too. Okay, and it says I promise to pay. You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa! I don't, uh, I haven't even got approved yet, and you're having me promise to pay twenty thousand dollars. That oh, it's just a formality. Yeah, I want to know what happens with that piece of paper too. Okay, because I suspect that gets sent off to the treasury as well and cured and monetized. Well, so it's I believe a, hold on, hold they're on. They're going to sign that hold same on. piece of paper again in the final paperwork. Hold on, it also has to do with you. Doing the agreement, like let's say that you end up doing a credit card and you do a, a agreement, that's totally different. I'm sorry, I didn't. I, I don't understand. What say it again? Somebody was giving me something. Say that again, Diane. You end up when when you end up applying for a credit card. That is their agreement. So that's totally different than what you're saying. What What is, see, your credit cards are the easiest way for you to access your private account. If they you did pay, not do an agreement, it's it's different there. Here, Here's the thing. They want your Social Security number. When you sign up for that card, they want your Social Security number. Now they come back and they say... Okay, you have a $5,000 credit limit with us. They've already taken the 5000 from your credit, from, your, from the U.S. Treasury, your credit. Okay, and then you can start using it. It's not their credit, so it's the same, it's the same thing. That's how you get that approved amount, because that's what they took out. They used your Social Security number to do it. Okay, so You're, then why can't a person... Go to the Secretary of State and get that, get the amount. Okay, because they're the fiduciaries. They're the trustees of the account. (laughs) You know what a fiduciary is? Okay, like for instance, uh, my mother passed away and she left uh, nine people certain amount of money okay she said all of this money it'll be divided between these nine people okay three of those people were my children and another one of them was me okay so I took I took mine and I divvied it out okay I took my kids I basically gave it away um I took my kids and I set them up with accounts with Edward Jones okay I was the fiduciary of that of those accounts. Nobody can touch it unless I say they can until they reach a certain age. I was the fiduciary. I was the trustee of those accounts. 
And that's the same thing that's happening at the Treasury. So that's the same thing as in court. Yes. So that that that's this song and dance that they're doing, okay? And who's the trustee and who's the beneficiary and this whole shift in roles and whatever. That's the game they're playing to access those accounts. And here's the good news is from what from what I see, um, anytime you have a a, a judgment um, uh, in a court, you can A for V that shit. And and from what I understand, it works like magic. I mean, like people using that to catch up on their child support. And then all of a sudden the mother calls and says, hey, I got the $10,000. I don't know how you did it, but thank you. You know, and he, and he can sit there and laugh and be like, yeah, okay. Because, because now, because they have access to those accounts. They're, these people in jail, they're drawing money from their credit accounts at the Treasury. It's, 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 it was, I mean, we could go on and on and on and on and on. All they're doing I is making credit out of your credit account. I agree. And they'll continue to do it until you stand up and say, wait a minute, I understand how this is happening. And it's all happening through charges. That's why I don't care how bad your credit is, you're getting credit card applications in the mail because they want you accessing that credit. So They, they want you it. to apply. Right, because as soon as they get that $5,000, that goes and pays their debts because you don't owe anything, okay? So you get to, you get to spend this fabrication, this, this, this um, fake money that doesn't even exist. We're just talking about numbers in a computer shifting around. It's not real, people. It's not real. It, I mean, seriously, it, this is not real. Well, once you grasp that... You, you you're you're gonna be you're gonna you're just gonna fall over. You're just gonna say what? There is nothing backing the Federal Reserve notes. There's nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing for us to be exchanging. People, it's all about credits, and those are just numbers in your credit account. It's that simple. It this is a game. It's a game, and you fell for it. And if you don't start reading the rules, listen, how, okay, let me ask this. If you sit down and you play, I don't care if it's, I don't care if it's chess, I don't care if it's Monopoly, I don't, I don't care if it's the, the game Sorry. It, nobody, nobody wants to play the game until they've read the rules. Well, how does this work? Okay? And are you serious? For all these years, you've been asking your opponent for the rules, and they've told you whatever they want you to believe so that they can win. That's why you keep losing. That's why you get up every day and you chase the almighty dollar. And that's why you get up in the morning, you leave your kids, you go to work, you come home, you're tired and exhausted, you want those kids to leave you alone for just one hour so you can unwind from this horrible day at the whipping post. Maybe you spend 30 minutes with your kids. Maybe you get to watch 30 minutes of TV where they watch some program where they actually program your mind. And, and, and then you fall to bed exhausted, and you're laying there uh, trying to fall asleep wondering, what's the point? What's the point? Because in the morning i got to get up and i got to do all that crap again. What's the point? And let me tell you something. You know 
that your creator created you for his pleasure. And if it's not pleasurable to you, you're not a pleasure to him. So if you feel like that you're on a, a little rat's wheel just running around in your cage, just, drive, just, just going insane, let me tell you something. You are. And that's their goal. And until you pick up and reach in that box and read the rules of the game, you don't know how to play. And let me tell you something. If you're listening to me and you haven't read any of the rules, something has to click in your brain. Something you've got to at some point think, you know, this makes sense. I'm going to read the rules. Don't listen and believe me. Please. You've been believing everything you've been told since the day one. Day one of you learning anything, you just know what you've been told. Stop it. Don't believe me. Don't even believe me. Even if it makes perfect sense, don't believe me. Go get the box and read the rules, and you're going to find that I'm not crazy. And for the first time, you're hearing the truth. So that's you said you can, that's what you can believe in is those rules. Read the rules. Yeah. You said in the court use the A for V. Um, I don't know about anybody else, but I've seen a lot of people screw up with the A for V. So should we? I mean, sure. depending on which depending on which court, should we use the conditional acceptance or the A for V? And if it's the A for V, has anybody does anybody know of anybody that has done one? in the proper format because I've never really seen how to do one. Yeah. Okay, well well let me let me tell you about the A for V. What we what we what we do and the A for V is not something that I because I've gotten so caught up in helping people that I kinda had to had to drop that whole thing. But here's the concept of the A for V. You understand it's a baker banker's acceptance. B A N K E R Bankers Acceptance and you are the bank. So this is I accept it for value. This is contract law right here, guys. I accept it for value. I return it for value. Charge it to the United States uh, Treasury. Listen, here, here. Think about this. You you go to Kroger, and because you because if I just if you don't believe me, at least pretend for a second that you owe for nothing, okay? So you can follow the scenario. You go in there, you have a $5 bill in your hand, and you say, how much for a gallon of milk? Now, you don't owe for the gallon of milk. It's already prepaid from your exemption account, your credit account, okay, because you're the beneficiary of the United States or States of America, I should say. Here's the thing. So when you hand over the $5 bill, what you think of as money, you hand her a piece of paper with a five on it. It's got a signature. It's got a. It's got a two. Everybody uh, from the United uh, from the uh, Federal Reserve, uh, United States Treasury, whatever. It's it's got dates on it, and it's got signatures on it. That meets all of the requirements of a promissory note. All that piece of paper is is just like a check that says, "Hey, when the gold and silver returns, I'm going to pay this. Hold this." Until the gold and silver returns, you can cash it in for gold and silver, okay? So here's the thing. You're going to give her a useless piece of paper with a five on It's going to meet all the requirements of a promissory note. She's going to give you equal substance. She's going to give you a piece of paper that has the same crap on it, and she's going to call it a receipt. 
equal substance. Paper for paper, five for five. Hello, it is contract law. And once you understand it, it's freaking brilliant. But learn how to play the game, okay? It's accepted for value. When she takes that five, that piece of paper from me, that green and white piece of paper from me, when she puts it in, takes it in her hand and removes it from mine, she accepts it for value. The value is five. She now has to give you back equal substance, a piece of paper with five on it back. And when you take it and remove it from her hand or from the machine and you walk away with it, you accepted that for value. So it was, it was, it was um, accepted for value and returned for value. Boom. It's over. Same thing with that car. I gave them a promissory note. That piece of paper met all requirements of a promissory note. It, it, that promissory note that they call a contract is no different than me handing them a Federal Reserve note with the dollar value of $20,000 on it. It's done. That's in consideration. They accepted it for value and returned it for value. They gave me paper right back. So that's what that A for V is, and 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 of course there's people who come come down this road before us, okay? And they tried to figure these things out. They tried to fight the IRS. They tried this. They tried that. They failed. Okay? They're in prison. Yes, I know that. Take advantage when you get to in the learning where they messed up. Step over on their backs. That's why they laid down for you. Take advantage of, of everything that they gave for you to get the knowledge to the point where they just fell down and collapsed, okay? So figure out where did they go wrong, fix that, and move on. Even if, even if you wind up failing, somebody can come along behind you and figure out where you failed. And I do this for people all the time. Pick them up and take them with you. Make a team. It's all about contract law, and it really, contract law is nothing to be scared of. If, if this whole world is operating on contract law, don't complain about it. Just learn contract law. It's simple. It's so simple, and then beat them. That's it. You can't, you can't win at Monopoly or Sorry or Chess or Backgammon or Cribbage. You can't win these games if you don't read the rules. Now, I can stand here and I can talk to you for six days straight and I can tell you the rules, but you're not going to believe me. Go read them. Listen, if, if I can understand the rules, you can understand the rules. And then start playing right. Stop playing wrong and get right. This can be a beautiful thing. Read the rules. It's that simple. Anyway, um, let me, I think this, this, this is, uh, I think we're almost at two hours here. Um, and I, I need to get off the phone. And um, these people have cooked me dinner. And I've been doing this for two hours. And I, I need to get in there because they've been so gracious to have me over while I'm here. Um, so um, if, if you guys don't mind, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, if, if y'all want to, we can pick it up, uh, you know, another day. If any of this has been helpful or if it's created any further questions, we we can do that. 
Um, but is everybody okay with that? Oh, I thank you so much for coming on. Okay. If, if I got, if, yeah. I had one more question. You got thrown off course there when you were contrasting statement from a bill, and I think that's one of the core issues. I'd like to hear your de- definition of bill again. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, it's it, it's it's really simple. A bill is something that you truly owe. It is something that you can verify. Anything less is a statement. And a statement is a list of activity on an account. So all these things that you get in the mail that you consider bills and you run out and pay, those are actually statements. But a true bill will look like that. But it will be a true bill and it will have a signature on it, a human being's signature on it to say, I verify this. I swear to God it's true. And that's the difference between a statement and a bill. And you'll notice on the back of an indictment deal, like I was referring back to um, the indictments on, on Brian Bundy's stuff, on that back page it says, a true bill. And that is, is right above a signature. But it's not the right person's signature. Okay? A true bill has a signature on it. And, it's, and it is always verifiable. And not only verifiable, but verified. All right. So, okay. So, uh, um, anyway. Okay, so anybody wants to to continue from there, you know, you guys can discuss. We can set up another time. And and if I didn't stay on topic, it's because everything is so closely related and it's all knitted together. Um, So if, if there's any... You know, if I didn't cover anything, um, I, I'm always happy to come back and, and do it this way. So, um, but I, I guess I will, I'll end there if everybody's okay with that. Yeah, we'll end up having another, another call. How about uh, Sunday night? If that's cool with you. Sunday's probably, Sunday's probably a, um, yeah, Bad? I think Sunday's probably a good time. No, no, no. Okay. I, I think Sunday's pretty good. Um, if somebody um, and Cheyenne, if you want to, if, if you want to set that up, so that way I don't have to wonder who's going to do it. And since you did this one, um, well, you've done my talk to you one, so we'll just do it that way. And then if you'll let me know that it is planned, then I can put it on my schedule, um, and uh, we and we can we can set it up that way. If you'll verify with me that it is set up. Okay. Set up How is um, okay? That's cool. How is uh and actually what is a good time for you? Seven, eight, nine. Uh, you know what? Let let me ask somebody something real quick on on my schedule because I don't. Uh, hold on, just a second. I'm gonna mute for just a second. I know she's asking the firefighters. <laughs> I was gonna. I had to unmute for that. No, I'm. <laughs> hold on, just a second. What, uh, I love picking my heart on that. that. Sunday, Sunday. I wanted to ask if she um, has a it's probably conducting. It's kind of an all-day Sunday. But is it at night, too? No. No. We'll be done by 4. Okay. Okay. Oh, I I went to hit unmute. And well, I wanted to say something. I guess I'll say it in space. Um, real quick, let me um, – it looks like probably 530 is probably going to be a good time. Uh, or, or, you know what, we can just make it 6. 
so it's on the hour, and it's the same time as this one to be consistent. So, so. 6 Eastern time? Uh, 6 o'clock wherever I am is Oregon. I, I think that is yes you're absolutely correct so be nine o'clock eastern time no 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 six o'clock six o'clock okay one at a time east central time so eastern time would be if it's six o'clock she'd be three hours um four six so she'd be at three so it's 6 p.m eastern time 3 p.m central yeah Oh, three. If you're having wait, the wait. show at 3 p.m. Eastern time, it'll be 3 o'clock Central time. Hey, before we go, wait, real quick, wait, I got this opposite? one lady here. Oh, my God. I think that's the opposite. Yes. I think it's the opposite. Right. Because I, I know in Texas, that's Central time, and at 6 o'clock here, it's 8 o'clock there. And it's 9 o'clock where you are, Brent. At Eastern time, and it's 50 right now. Okay, <laughs> let's recap. Oh, okay. I, Sunday I, I, night's call will be at what time? Eastern time. Julie. Uh, hold, hold on. Let me ask these people if it's not. Are you guys are Eastern time, right? Oh, we're Pacific time. They're Pacific time. That's the problem. That's the problem is. Is, so, Bray, you, you were right. So, this is Pacific time. Hmm? Okay. Well, we still haven't figured it out. What time do you want to have it Central Pacific, and then it'll be three hours forward for Eastern, whoever's scheduling this. So, what time were you wanting to have the show it's, where you're at? I, I'm we're working on that six, now. I'm available at 6 Pacific time. She's available on Sunday. Be nine o'clock Eastern time. Nine o'clock Eastern, correct. <laughs> Look at us. I, I I I think I know so much, but then I don't even know the time zone. So so like I said, read read the read the uh, instructions, people. Don't believe me. <laughs> I'm not from here. I'm from Texas, so I'm a little confused. So anyhow, the next call will be on Sunday at nine o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. Yeah, and then before I hang up, there was somebody who said they they wanted to ask me something real quick, and we yes. were still trying to figure yes. that out. I don't want to I don't want to ignore anybody. Who was that? I speak up. Oh, that was nobody is unmuted. That was Jason. I think. Go ahead, Jason. Yeah. Uh, I got this one lady uh, I've been watching very closely uh, in this lady's family, and uh, my my friend Ken here uh, uh, in Colorado. If you guys can actually see it, see some of the videos on it. This guy was evicted by SWAT, and uh, it's just a really crazy story. I added her into the uh, the room here, and she'll be able to give you guys uh, a clue about a little bit about what happened. Uh, it's rather interesting. I uh, like I said, this Ken guy, we and him have been going back and forth in law for the last I don't know three and a half years at least. And uh, somehow he got himself in jail and with an ankle bracelet, all sorts of bad stuff. Uh, yeah, it's just crazy. Uh, I was just okay. If we can maybe uh, get can him. I, can I interrupt you? How was she evicted? Yes. 
Uh, I, that's what I'm still trying to figure out. Uh, there was some sort of a attorney hired, and they performed a whole bunch of legal matters and got them evicted somehow without due process. And not only that, Ken has received all the mortgages he paid, and they still evicted him. And now the okay, so so the place is actually your friend rented out the place? No, he didn't rent it out. He owned it. Okay, now I'm I'm lost. <laughs> okay, okay well, so uh, okay, I just want to ask real quick, Julie. Um, I've got a lady that was uh, interested in maybe getting some of your time. Do you have like a patient scale or something or a PayPal where somebody can contact you and maybe give you some donations to uh, set yeah. up another talk show or something? Yeah, and um, I I don't know if everybody can see where Cheyenne did that. The um, if you have a PayPal account. Uh, if you have any difficulties with my web page and clicking the PayPal button there, if you're out of the country, most people have had problems. But um, but on my web page, J U L I E E M B R Y JulieEmbry.com, there's a PayPal button there, or you can go straight through PayPal and type in my email address, J U L E S, as in Sam. 8840 at gmail.com. But I, but you guys listen, I, I don't check my email address. That one, I just use it for stuff like that. And, and, um, anybody who like a store or something, I have to give them an email address. There's like over, oh, there's thousands of unopened emails on that account. So please don't use that to, to contact me. Um, not because I, I don't want people contacting me. That's not the case. You can, and I try to be accessible to everybody and give everybody as much of my time as I only have so much time, but I, most of it is given away. So, uh, but that, it, I don't want anybody to be, to feel ignored. So please don't send an email to that address, but that's the address that is linked to my PayPal account. And Jason, um, that sounds, that is um, on a very different topic and uh, we can, we can talk about that. Because there there are some key elements there that you know um, w- that we could talk about, uh, but that's going to open up a whole another big long conversation. So um, it, that I, I can't I don't have the time for because um, I, 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 I just wanted to get a mention on the call. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, and I I, I don't want to ignore it, uh, but that's going to open up a whole another thing. And uh, I I didn't know these. That they were cooking dinner. Uh, so anyway, so I um, okay, guys. So actually, Julie's hungry. She wants to go in. Yeah, she go wants eat, to leave the firefighters, <laughs> and she's <Yeah>. hungry. <laughs> right, uh-huh. right. Well, I, I I will tell y'all this. I had about uh, six pieces of bacon today. So yeah, I am I am hungry, and I'm going to take advantage that they've got something in there on a plate. It's it's cold, I'm sure, but. Um, oh no! Go time. ahead, sweetheart. Thank okay. you for coming on the okay. call, and we will okay. see you. Uh, I guess yeah. Sunday at nine. Sunday. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay, guys. Love you. To me. Thank you. you and too. please donate to to her, please. Thank you, guys. Bye bye. See ya. I would like to thank everyone who showed up on the call tonight. And please, please donate to her. All right. Well, thank you for having me. Um, I'm going to get out of here. It's a good seeing you again, Jason.
You too, guy. And our next call will be on Sunday at 9. Thank you all and blessings. Thank you.